Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Of the many podcasts that we've done, this is right now the best and the worst. Yes. Yes. Hey. My brain broke a little. I- don't look in mirrors? Not really. I just don't. They, they're, they're, they weird me out because they're backwards. That's beyond my capacity to help you with. I just need you to know that. I, I can't like, I can't help you. I, you don't look into my eyes anymore. <laughs> I do. You look into my eyebrows. Well, we so, call this a pen exaggeration. We're not a door open, go to the bathroom kind of marriage. But I kind of love how familiar we are. I should not pen exaggerate. No. What, what are the pimples <laughs> on your butt from? Yeah. Not a pen exaggeration. I know that you think I'm pretty. Hello and welcome to the Holderness Family Podcast. I'm Penn Holderness. And I'm Kim Holderness. We're married. I know. You just put something new in your hair. It looks really cute. For the record, it's been there for three hours. Really? Yes. Christopher, just... has my hair changed? No, I do think that sometime in the last couple of minutes, so you changed the headbands. I, I do took think, my hair, with, but, but it has been in it. My, I've, the headband has been there, but you did something different with the, it's on your head differently. He, maybe. So this is what Christopher does. He straddles the line. Yes. <laughs> he, did, he did a great job. I have job had there. a, like I, by the way, because this is a podcast, I don't look good. I don't have makeup on and I have like a headband that you use to wash your face and I've had it, mm-hmm. um, and I've had it on my head for three to but, four hours. But also, if you know anything about radio, <laughs> you're supposed to be visually descriptive to help kind of paint a picture for okay. the. Oh, if you know anything, for okay. the. Uh, did I just say that? <laughs> yes, you sure you know. did. Oh, mansplain. I have PMS. That didn't sound great. Pen pen mansplain stuff is yeah. PMS. Right. Okay, go for it. Um, so we. It's funny. So, <laughs> my first job was in radio. You tell me how it goes. All right. So a couple things. <laughs> you were a philosophy okay. major. Tell me what. <laughs> you know, Kim, the way that radio works. Coming from someone who didn't go to class in college and had a philosophy say. major. Okay, so Kim and, and Christopher. Christopher's here, by the way. By the Actually, way, Chris, hey yeah, yeah, he's our marriage coach. Yeah, Sorry, nice. yeah. you, it's nice that you have me back. Thank you. Yeah. Well, I we get so familiar. We just you just live here. Okay, go ahead. Well, and if you haven't heard, we're writing a book together. Yes, and it's very exciting. Um, and it's been this really fun labor of love, and we've learned a lot about each other. And it's about how to successfully negotiate through the fights that you were ultimately going to have as a couple, whether you're married, whether you're in whatever relationship that you have. 
And so um, Christopher's going to talk about how to kind of get over fights, like how to de-escalate, move on, how to de-escalate fights tonight. And it's funny because we were, um, we're, Kim and I were like, what, what examples should we give? And we haven't had that many fights lately because we've been, you've been helping us out and we've been writing this book. And then I just started mansplaining things. So maybe that's a good place to start. <laughs> You know, Kim, if you've ever heard of radio, in all our time together, it's the first time you've explained PMS that way to me. Pen Pen mansplains things. That's a new thing. I like that. It's good. Pen mansplains. We're going to do a video. I have PMS. It makes me really cranky and bloated. And it's when Pen tells me. No, but my favorite was I had a male doctor um, for my first pregnancy. And he told me that. He told me, he's like, well, because I was. I was, I was a tiny, oh, I'm this still smaller, but I'm a tiny person. I, so I think I started more underweight and I was just gaining a lot of weight. And he's like, well, you shouldn't really be that hungry. Really? Your body only needs like an extra 200 calories a day to support the pregnancy. And I was like, or 250 calories a day. I was like, well, doctor, I'm eating a rack of ribs, <laughs> breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You can bite my butt. So suck it. So and he's like, "Well, you shouldn't be that hungry, really. You shouldn't. You shouldn't be feeling that." I'm like, "Oh, doctor." I think I think like time machines are a really bad idea in general. But I would love to go back to that moment and just watch like like a fly on the wall. That would be amazing. He's like, "You've gained you've gained like a lot of weight." I was like, "Is the baby okay? Yes. Am I okay? Yes. Okay, then sit down, doctor. Let me tell you how hungry I am." Yes. (laughs) To quote, I, I. yeah, there's a comedian who one time was like, he went into a doctor and they were like, oh, well, you're only cosmetically overweight. And he was like, what does that mean? He goes, well, I mean, everything's fine, but you know, you're just a little overweight. And he was like, so you didn't have to say anything. <laughs> you're fine. <laughs> you just shut so up. Basically, yeah. I'm good. Yeah. So basically, doctor. You... Basically, you're just being a bleep. Yes. To me right now. Yes. Anyway, so what were we talking about? Fights. 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 I know. We're laughing too much for this. All right. <laughs> so part, part of the book is, you know, Kim and I have our own uh, issues that you that we like to let you guys know about. But also, like, Kim, um, we, we have friends who have questions. And some of these, like, we have heard about some fights. Uh, we get a lot of direct messages. We yeah. get a lot of uh, people asking questions, which I think I, it's, I love the trust people put into us. And um, this is when I had to bring to a professional because I don't know, um, which is how to get over a fight. I think a lot, I, I have many friends. Like how to get over a fight that ling, like lingers. That lingers. Yeah. I have to say, like off the top of my fa- uh, like three very good friends who will get into a fight with their spouse and then they won't talk for days. I'm like, what do they, What do you mean you don't talk? And they're like, we just we you pass each you other in the night. Pass each other. Yeah. You go to work. You come home. You you say hi in front. You know, like the kids are there, but there's no no communication that happens for days because there's still that tension from that fight. I I don't think Penn and I've been through that. We don't also don't. We don't have the option. We don't have the option, but we haven't walked that. I have to give some credit to my husband because he is. I can hold a grudge if if holding a grudge was an Olympic sport, I would win gold for our country, <laughs> and I did in previous relationships and in family relationships and like I, I'm not proud of it, but in previous relationships I was really really bad. I would do that, and I would. It was it was bad. He golden retriever is like we will have the biggest fight we've ever had, 
And then within 20 minutes, it's what's for dinner. I and mean, it's like life, we, we get over it, be, mostly because he just keeps going and life keeps going and we just kind of get over it. So he is so resilient in that, that it has taught me like a really, in, in our relationship, it works really well. I'm still working on it. Sure. Well, in I other mean, relationships. PMS notwithstanding. Like, yes. <laughs> I mean, in panic, mansplaining stuff. Yeah. You, you, you love that. That's going to be keeping your, that. Yeah, yeah. I'm keeping that. I'm keeping that. That's yeah. the, what is the other one? Pinsplanation or what was it? A pinsaggeration. A pinsaggeration. Yeah. yeah. I like pinsplanation too. But yeah. no, but the pinsaggeration was a big part of last uh, our last episode, which yeah. uh, you can check out. Yeah, pinsaggeration yeah, exactly. was in there. Yep. But apart from pin mansplaining stuff, I do think that you were really um, blessed. I'll use that's a little pastory. Yeah. But really blessed. Um, um, that fortune smiled upon you to find a man who's not a grudge holder. Because yeah. I don't think no, it would not that work. you could have married a, a grudge holder and had a good marriage. Can't have two? Can't have two mega no. grudge holders? Okay. You, you can. Yeah. Because people, if they work at it, can make a marriage work. But that's a really difficult marriage if you yeah. have two and, grudge holders. And it's almost like I don't have control over it. And it's And it's interesting because within this relationship, obviously, he leads beautifully in this way that he is so resilient and I think it's because of I don't even know what kind of magic goes on in his brain that allows him to do that but he I've seen him do this with friends as well he like there was this weird like he's a part of this tennis team there was like weird like hurt feelings and all this stuff tennis team again tennis team (laughs) she really respects this that's what I love about it no well I just think it's very there is there is some drama that drama. happens. There's drama There's that happens, drama. like with yeah. middle aged men. And he's like, ah, oh, whatever. They cut me. It's fine. They invited me on the team. Then told me that I wasn't invited. Whatever. And he gets over it in a way that I will cut them. <laughs> she I was so go. bad. I will she slash so their tires. And he's like, it doesn't matter. It's fine. And he gets over stuff. And I'm like, how do you do that? Because I need that sauce in my brain. It is missing. If you what what is Maya Angelou said like say like if if somebody shows you who they are who they are believe, believe them. them and I but I I don't think that everybody's a terrible person but yet you do one terrible thing to me and like we're done well so first it's actually a really good point so different people have different conflict styles mm-hmm. you know you've got people who are emotional you have people that are withdrawers when conflict comes and they get quiet you have people who are grudge holders. You have people I do who all those are <laughs> well, well, fixers. You have people who are well. I'm just gonna say I'm sorry as fast as I can and make that's a me, promise. That's me. That's me. That's me. That's me. Yeah, make a promise to amend my behavior so we yeah. don't have to spend any more time on this fight. I mean, different people have different conflict styles. Well, I mean, one of the things I want to start with is you know that question that you got from. Uh, friends or from listeners or from people who make comments on your videos what do we do about the fight that won't go away why why does a fight linger the first thing i want to say to everyone out there is that in marriage um um, conflict is not bad right most of the literature on marriage that i read and trust tends to look at conflict as an opportunity for growth if it can be managed well right conflict as being bad is actually a myth. Um, there's a myth that fights are bad for marriage. Um, fights are not necessarily bad for marriage. Unhealthy conflict and unhealthy patterns for fights can be really bad for marriage. But if a couple 
Um, if two people who are in love can find a way to let their conflict be a source for honesty that becomes a source for growth, then it can be some of the most important things that we do. Huh. It, it really can be a place for growth. I think you just explained to me why I get over stuff really quickly. Because yeah, I, mean, I, I do believe that conflicts can be good. I think it's so we were uh, we had a really bad storm today. And that uh, was nuts. Yeah. And, it was nuts for and, about 20 minutes. And Penn Charles got really upset. And I remember this, like, I had this conversation with a meteorologist, her name's Janice Jones, about 15 years ago, when hurricanes came through. And I said the same thing to her. Uh, I said, I said, this thing she said to me, I said to Penn Charles, she said, these hurricanes are necessary. They are Mother Nature's way of releasing energy that is pent up. And then afterwards, everything is better. And I think that's how I feel about fights. I think that, I think that you, have, there, you have to release that energy at some point. Because it's going to build Preferably up. Preferably not in one big explosion. Preferably, like, a, I would prefer, like, a soft like, like, storm. It, would you like continuous light rain I would or like one big a tornado? Real, I would like a <laughs> I would little drizzle. I get it over with, No, I, I want That's some drizzle. What it is. No, okay. I, I don't. I think you need, like, in, in the moment, you need to say, hey, that's, that's not cool. Like, let's deal with that. I'd prefer that than a big, huge tornado, for the record. Fair enough. I, I'm, I'm not saying tornadoes are the best, but like today wasn't a tornado. Today was heavy rain, straight line winds. Well, but I mean, but fire in the fireplace puts off enough heat. We don't always need an inferno. We are getting really That's into metaphors. Right. There's a lot I of mean, metaphors. teach a man to fish. He can <laughs> eat yeah. for a second. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, Lord. All right. I liked my storm metaphor. And I, th- I do think that when a, not all storms are bad. That's exactly yeah, right. No, when a fight is when a fight is over, rather than feeling a grudge, I feel endorphins. Like I feel well, euphoric I mean, when so a fight is go over. Go back to my. I was actually doing something with the fire thing before I started laughing, but it turns out that you know forest fires that burn down cities in places where there's drought are terrible. Mm-hmm. But forest fires in the middle of the forest where no one lives, where the animals can move, right? They're it's, not bad because yeah. what do they do? They burn down the old growth that is choking out the chance for something new to grow. And in a couple of years, the forest has begun to recuperate. We have to sometimes have a little bit of conflict to say, hey, I don't like it when you blank or we're not in a healthy place about this so that we can get to a better place. I mean, the conflict is necessary to all human relationships. Think about when you were a teenager at home, there were times when your parents pushed on you and you pushed on them. Think about your siblings at home, at your home if you had them. There were times when you pushed on each other. And if you managed that in healthy ways, you had hopefully on the backside of that conflict, once you got through it, you know, um, better agreement about how you were to deal with, cope with, and live with each other. Conflict is not always bad. Unhealthy conflict can be really bad. Mm-hmm. Healthy conflict is a place for growth. So let's let's assume we're we're in healthy conflict. Let's how do we get how do we recover from that then? Well, first of all, I would say that if you um are in healthy conflict, one of the key things to realize is sort of this um uh duality. All couples have two kinds of fights. They have recurring arguments or recurring fights, mm-hmm. and they have what I want to call episodic fights. All right. So recurring is, uh, could you please like leave the dishwasher like closed? When right. You, you walk by it. I'm one or, of one person. Right. Is 
um, sloppier than the other. Yeah. And that sloppiness. It's just the way that you are. It's just the way that they are. Okay. Um, You guys, as we've done on podcasts before, introvert, extrovert. Right. That's never going away. And all the trappings that come with that. And everything that comes with it. All the, you know, the, the, the acknowledgement, but also the frustration that comes with it. Why can't we just go out for dinner tonight? Like... You're like, why can't he just realize that? Because quiet there's at home people there. That's why we can't go. <laughs> um, they're gonna want to say things to they're me. They're gonna say things to me, and I can't speak words. Okay. Um, a lot of couples have that, you know, um, fight over uh, their um, um, sex life, their intimacy, mm-hmm. you know, and different levels of desire or or necessity which aren't changing. They are just intrinsic to who they are as. You human mean like beings. I want some and I don't want none. Well, yes, but okay. I, I wouldn't say it that way myself, but yes. Of course you wouldn't say it but that way. People have okay. different levels of libido, right? Yeah. I mean, it's just how yeah. we are made. Yeah. And so my the, the, gross, the point being that that recurring fight is not going to go away. To me, that's not the one that you let linger. For me, that's the one that in marriage coaching, we work on skills to cope with. Because your person's not going to be able to change that. It tends to be episodic fights for many people. They get much, much hotter. Um, and those are the ones that tend to linger. Um, uh, you know, you forgot to pick up the kids today and suddenly I let, you know, I don't stay in the airport and I let that one jump into the, oh, and last month you didn't and last year you didn't. Mm -hmm. And in fact, and then I say something that's an absolute and our whole marriage you haven't. And before you know it, I've really hurt feelings when really I was just upset about the fact that you forgot, you made me a promise and you forgot. And, you know, if we could be honest and have a sincere apology, we could probably get through it. But I probably, if I have a fight that linger, lingered, I said too much. I let my emotions dominate too much of what I said. I didn't use healthy language um, about how your actions made me feel. Instead, I was accusatory. Mm -hmm. Um, in the way that I approached it. And so you get over that by like, who's the first one? I mean, these friends I know that, I mean, they just go for days without talking and I ask them like, well then how do you then get over it? And they're like, just slowly they start to, they just, they just sort of get back to life as normal. I know what you're talking about. This has never happened with us, but I've, I've dealt with this with, uh, some family members and some like friends. Yeah. And I actually see a little bit of this with like teenage angst, like in relationships, but it, it goes to like into the deep end and you just kind of slowly work your way out of the deep end. I mean, is that okay? Like, is that, Well, but but I don't think that you ever address the problem, right? I I guess. Yeah. Part of it is this notion that, um, you know, I'm going to make up a scenario because I'm just going to make one up, but I didn't pay the visa bill on time and we got clipped with the late fee and it's going to ding our credit report up 15 down 15 points or whatever. And now you haven't talked to each other for four days. Somebody has to ask, is this worth it? Right. Now, at the same time, you've got to balance that. Is this worth it? Is this worth all this negativity, all this hurt, all this, you know, cold shouldering mm-hmm. between the two of us? Is that worth the, the violation? Um, or can one of us say, we've let this linger too long. Can we can we sit down? I want to emphasize the word sit down because we don't fight as badly honestly, in episodic, hot, emotional moments, if we sit down 
are aware of our pulse rate, are aware of our emotions as if we're standing up and shouting. Like no one has ever solved a problem, solved a fight by shouting at each other. So just change, change the architecture of the conversation. But can we sit down and talk about the fact that we haven't talked to each other for three days because of a visa bill that was two days late? By the way, I do this. I have done the sit down thing before. I do it after 47 seconds. Because I hate being in fights. I really do. And like, I can't, I, I probably don't stand my ground as much as I should, but I definitely very quickly, and I have employed the can we sit down and talk about mm-hmm. this, right? Um, and, and that works great for episodics. Um, oh, yeah, there's things that get really hot because it, the sitting down, like the coping, what I would suggest to people is if you keep having that same recurring argument because one of you is uh, sloppier than the other or, you know, uh, Penn just isn't great at making the bed and he's never been great at making the bed and he's probably never going to get better at making I the mean, bed. I th- mean, the biggest recurring all-encompassing there is I'm not, I think if you really want to get down to it, it's not that I'm a slob, it's that I'm not making the effort that she's making. Right. Sure. And that comes up all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think that was our first podcast a year and a half ago was was the toilet paper. Yeah. Like, you're not even trying. Yeah. And I and I and I do the really mature thing, Christopher, and I get really um, passive aggressive about it. Like, I'm like, okay, I guess I'll just put away all the shoes you have all over the house. Like I did that today. But here's and like, I guess I'll just load the dishwasher because I'm the only one that knows how to do it. But here's the thing where I would it's just not even I'll just push back gently. You know, I do not want to. Because she might CMS. hold CMS. <laughs> Christopher mansplaining stuff. I don't want to like CMS anything here. But I would push back gently and just say that statistics show, and this is in a variety of books about human relationships, that like six or seven out of ten of all arguments that couples have are these recurring things that 100%. don't go away. So, so if the number is that high, that six or seven out of most arguments are going to be things that don't go away, that are just part of who we are like passive aggressive the general pushback is to say passive aggressive doesn't get them to change so you got to figure out a different strategy um we cope with the limitations of our partner sometimes we use humor to laugh it off oh that's just pen being pen that's my thing that's just pen's (laughs) thing that's just kim being kim right um and sometimes we actually say hold up what was that Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. 
Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. I know this is part of who you are, but some days this drives me so crazy. Can we just change these two or three small things about whatever it is so that it doesn't get so far under my skin? So, I mean, the recurring part. Uh, it, I mean, I think it it shows up in our lives every day. This particular one, like the fact that it doesn't appear that I'm making an effort. Um, I also so here's here's me. I'm just going to be me for a second. We're going to try to figure this out because I want I, I want to be everything that I can be and, and as good a husband and a, as good a father as possible. Um, I this is going to sound so cliche, but as a creative person, I have to have some times when I'm. She's rolling her eyes. <laughs> that I'm was sorry. a big eye roll. Sorry, that was sorry. a legitimately big back. eye I'm roll. Sorry, Keep going, Pez. I'm sorry. It, uh, her, I, I'm surprised her head is still on her body. <laughs> it was like a Pez dispenser. Just like right. It's just like her throat is just like Linda Blair is over there <laughs> doing the podcast with me. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. I need st- I, my version of stillness and peace is. Um, is is a is a complete departure from all things around me in order to like it's it's my version of meditation like going into the deep zone the creative zone and and it it there the collateral damage is i just forget stuff all the time like i forget to clean stuff i leave stuff out and and so i do make those conscious efforts to do them um, but I do think if I was like Dudley do right McHandyman, I don't know that Kim would like me as much anyway. Dudley do right McHandyman. Yeah. If okay. I was, if I was like just walking through the house looking for light bulbs to replace all the time, um, much like many of the men in her life growing up. Um, I, right. Like that's your brother. That's your dad. Like they, they come into my house and they just, they look at me like what kind of, like you, you're so you call yourself a man? man. Like what is wrong with you? <laughs> my dad for Christmas got me tools knowing that like my husband didn't have them. Yeah. Couldn't use them. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I, like that. And I can use tools. And it, it wasn't even passive aggressive. It's just trying to keep his family alive. So <laughs> I understand that. I, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is that. I I really really am doing I'm I'm working I'm doing the best I can very close to it <laughs> maybe not all the way but I really am trying hard well so I want the the listeners to realize that, that when Penn said that she laughed yeah like we did get an eye roll earlier but and I just I'm just gonna tell her body language right now like she's like, digging it she's she, she's picking up what I'm she, throwing down she is and so in other words you figured out how to cope with this that's all I'm saying not you, well I have to say well but you but well or not well but you have a strategy for coping when Penn forgets things because he's lost in his own thoughts writing a song you know editing whatever it is that he's doing I get a little resentful though I will tell you because we're we are we all do right anybody who's listening to this is going through stress so like we all everybody has their stress so we're we happen to be in a time of great stress for our family and he gets to say well i'm working so much and i'm 
doing all the stuff. I have all the stuff in my mind. Therefore, I'm going to leave. There's literally a potato chip bag in our bed right now. <laughs> and there are shoes everywhere. There is just crap everywhere. In my mind, in times of great stress, I need things clear. So like, how does his how does his way of coping with things get to override I cope with it by my getting way. into my bed and eating chips. <laughs> yeah, so like, why is <laughs> like that? Do why it. does his way get to, and everybody says, well, like, just get over it. Like, why did, but why well, does his I, mess? I would never say just get over it. No, I say, you don't. I would say learn don't. to cope with it. And I think, but right, why can't he learn to cope with being I clean? Just, I'm a little embarrassed that well, I left no, the no, chips but in the Mike, bed. So, I'm sorry. So you're going to accuse me of like bridging the river here again. But my guess is, is that without you in his life, Penn's lost in his own thoughts. And you can deny this. I mean, you're, you're, you're a grown blank nope. man. Okay? No, 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 no. Without Kim in your life, in his life, his lost in my creative process <laughs> thoughts, like it wouldn't be one bag of chips in the bed. It might be 20. In other words, I'm not saying that the bag of chips belongs in your bed, but only having one bag of chips there may be his way of coping and adapting to what he thinks is going to keep you happy. Oh my God. This is not helping. I love you. I love you so much. He be- just turned that around to it's only it's one, only bag, one of bag of chips. chips. And I, but people don't understand. <laughs> people don't understand what it's like in my brain. And my creativity is stifled. And I'm, a, by the way, the songs that you hear, the videos that you see are my idea a lot of times. Okay. Right. I can affirm that. Pin, I can yeah, say no, that. It's, yes. it's, it's, it, it's the, the whole reason we have do what we do is like because of like the stuff that comes out of my brain I, hole. But like, you, I, I don't think it's all you. No, it's so, not. I'm yeah. not. But I'm saying is that you get to be this creative, like whenever. But like, I am also a creative person. But my creativity right. is like, so I, I can't, I can't think if there's chips in a bag. So can I say this? What you are hearing, fair listeners, is a recurring yes argument. Yes. Yes. See, I told you, like, we started this podcast, and Kim's like, I'm worried we're not going to have anything to fight about. I was like, let's just press the record. <laughs> Hold my beer. <laughs> we're going to be fine. All right. So, here's the thing. This is not the one that's going to kill you. No. This is not the one you hold the grudge over for three days because you've got enough coping skills, whether it's acknowledging that it's one bag of chips or you realize she's really ticked off about the chips. I'm going to throw them away now. So you go throw them oh, away. Oh, I never throw them or, away. But, or, or you can say, you know, gosh, that annoys me, but that, you know, he really is writing a good song right now. I'll just deal with it. Right. So in other words, this is not the one that's going to kill you. What tends to get us is when we have a fight that's over something that makes us feel something really suddenly, like really strongly, and like always with grudge fights or lingering fights, you've got to figure out what was our environment like when it happened. Because I would be willing to bet that for most people that have grudge fights, there is exhaustion involved. Mm -hmm. There's stress over money, sex Mm -hmm. or power involved. There is alcohol involved. Um, there is probably, there's maybe a, 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 a fight or tension with our greater family, like parents, siblings, cousins involved, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. In other words, let's be honest, like why did our feelings get so intense right then? And then you've got to interrupt that cycle and say, we have let something, um, my example was the visa bill an argument over a visa bill now linger for three days somebody there has to break that and say can't we sit down and talk about why we're still angry about something that we could have resolved in 30 minutes Mm -hmm. 
and chances are there are contributing factors to that always. And we probably let our emotions get the best of us. And we probably said something that if we could um, go back in time and watch it or hear it, we would really regret. So it takes that one person to say, let's sit down. Let's talk. Let's admit that we both there's a there's a lot more in the soup than just this one argument I mean, when hearts and souls are wounded they take time to heal just like our bodies take time to heal right but one person has to begin the healing process somebody's got to say let's stop i also like i felt like a, a tremendous sense of relief when you were talking about that all of the other circumstances and like let's think of everything else that's going on when this happens right because it takes not that it takes the blame and shifts it completely away, but it does at least put it in perspective so that you know, okay, we're not both losing our mind. We're exhausted. We had too much wine. We're like strapped for cash right now. We, you know, are, are we're stressed out about our kids. We're stressed out about our mortgage mm-hmm. or whatever it is. So, I mean, that like just hearing that, like I felt a little bit of like my my wife is just an a glorious person. I mean, she, she is. really is. And one of the biggest arguments we ever had in our marriage was when our daughter was in the hospital with like one of those awful like cruise ship viruses, like the norovirus Ooh. or the rotavirus. Oh, I don't even know this? what it was. Amelia had Amelia this? was two, yeah. yeah. And she was so sick. And um, I had this pounding headache and we didn't know what to do and we couldn't get the medical people on the phone. And suddenly we're like, arguing with each other and that had nothing to do we that had nothing to do with that fight came out of the fact that we were scared for our little girl yeah right and so and it took us a few days to figure that out right and we try now you know 11 years later to handle child sickness differently child sickness is always stressful i would say like that wrecks every family child sickness for all the reasons, the schedule, the stress, I'm terrified that That's my baby's not going to get well. Yeah. Yeah. It's diff- but, but that wrecks everything. What we can control is not that the kid got sick, but we can control how we handle it in the architecture of our marriage. And even in like a lesser severe version, I mean, anytime there's anything going on with your kids, that's, that's going to be a stress point. Always. Your kid is struggling in school. Your kid is being tested um, for like a reading glitch. It's just things are going to happen to us that cause stress. What we have to decide is whether or not this episode, which is why I use the word episodic fights, whether or not this episode is worth us blaming each other for two or three days or will one of us begin that healing process. Like, In other words, for your body to get better after a surgery, you're going to have to do the PT or the OT or you're going to take the antibiotic or whatever it Mm -hmm. is. Well, for your marriage to get better after a really hot, intense fire of a fight, someone's going to have to say, we need to get some treatment. We need to work on this together. I'm tired of us walking by each other and not talking. And and if you're the person that's always doing that, I mean, is that? And I mean, I I can that's see always uh, holding the silence, oh, or the one who's always bringing always up saying, we need to okay, get better. Okay, sit down. Yeah. I mean, is that that can be frustrating? That could be frustrating. Sure, and that's a different conversation. I mean, the complexity of marriage and the beauty of it, and you know, and I talk about this all the time that the thing that makes it that makes our lives complex is often the thing that makes it beautiful. Is that marriage is all that? It's both the reason why we fought. It's how we got over it, and it's oh by the way, I'm tired of always being the one that has to push us to get over it. Yeah, like we've got to be honest about that. I, I'm not saying that I am. I mean, at all. But you were I can, asking I, for a friend. I was asking for a friend. <laughs> okay. 
I was asking for a friend. By the way, j- just really quickly, uh, uh, Amelia, I'm glad she got better because she is going to be in Lola's wedding. <laughs> she is the most friends. loyal. Like, the, yeah, Sir so Christopher's daughter, I feel like anytime I hear something that like goes south in teenage and teenage angst, like she's got Lola's back. Yeah. Yeah. Amelia's so you, really you've done, good. A, you've done a great job raising her. Well, so I feel yeah. like all, most of the credit goes well, to her Colleen's mother. I do my job. part, yeah. but most of the credit goes to her mother. <laughs> You're right. Honestly. And Gabe, obviously. Uh, a good kid. Yeah. You <laughs> so is Patrick. Yeah. That's why I said Patrick. Yeah. The boys, all the boys. Okay. So, so getting over fights. So don't put pressure on yourself to get over stuff right away. But if there's a tradition, if there's a pattern of just continued silence, not ideal. This is like, I love, I love it. I had this baby book or when, when Lola was a baby and it was written by our pediatrician who published it at the time. And it was like alphabetical by like issues. And it like, part of it was broken up. It was like, if you're like, when to go to the doctor, like when to worry. And so I would say like for marriages, if there was a marriage book that said like, when to worry alphabetically, I, I, alphabetically, but yeah. if there was a when to worry section is that if every fight ended with, Days and days of silence. So maybe you guys, you go get a checkup. You go to the doctor. You go to the doctor. And that's a great place where to say that if every fight, the recurring ones, the episodic ones, is ending with two people on their feet screaming, slamming doors, going to different rooms, that's a perfect time to find marriage counselor, therapist, pastor, priest, somebody who can just sit there and listen and let you know what kind of help you need to get. Because, you know, sometimes we need more than just... um, you know, a, a basic intervention. Sometimes we need a lot of help. Yeah. And that's always true. That's true for every marriage. That's true for almost every person that's ever, that's, yeah. that's ever lived. And then meanwhile, Penn can teach his masterclass on how to get over stuff and forgive people. Cause you do it in the most masterful way. Well, forgiveness, right? I mean, I mean, it's sort of, I mean, I am a pastor with most of my time, so it's sort of pastory, but you know, whenever I preach or talk about forgiveness, I get the biggest response of anything that I do. I People struggle with the idea of forgiveness because we don't like to feel like we're wrong. We don't like to feel like we're weak and we don't like to feel like we're patsies. Like we're forgiving somebody who really hasn't earned it. Like that's really hard for human beings. The trouble with not forgiving someone, and this is, you know, I've said this in so many sermons, so um, forgive the redundancy, um, but that when we refuse to forgive somebody, particularly if it's about one of those recurring things or particularly if we can acknowledge that our episodic hot moment is because, you know, she had too much wine or he had too much stress at work or he had whatever, right? If we refuse to forgive somebody and we're just holding that grudge, it's almost like we're the ones drinking the poison and hoping that the other person gets sick mm-hmm. because it's, it's tearing us up and our inability to forgive or to try to process or to try to get healthy or even have a conversation about why I'm not able to let things go after two or three days. Um, it, it's hurting us much more than it's hurting the other person. I know. I hear you say that. I hear you. <laughs> but I'm like, give me that poison because it tastes good. <laughs> and, and by the way, that was a very mature way to talk about forgiveness. My master class on how to get over it is mm-hmm. a little more embarrassing. Mm-hmm. It's It makes me look really good. It to, makes me, to, to forgive people. To, Kim, yeah. or to all people. To everybody. to everybody. Forgiving looks, it's a good look on you. Okay, so there's that that where you can do outwardly, but do you honestly forgive people? Like that's like an inside thing. Maybe not, but I care much more about what other people think about me than I do about how I feel about myself. <laughs> so, and I'm happy with that. 
I think it's going to, it's I, actually way, resulted that in that last statement. I'm writing down a number for a good therapist. <laughs> yeah, go. I you. mean, I don't, I don't, well, I'm a I, massive narcissist type. I, I you know that about you me. Can, but you do honestly forgive people. Like people uh, have been, people have done some stuff to you and you're like, you know what? And, and you do the whole right, like, here's, here's, here's my next masterclass. Like I, I just assume that most people around me aren't as awesome as I am, what? and they're yeah that they're just gonna do bad things, and it's like okay. So you don't here. have high expectations. Yeah, for people. I love like I'll, I give them grace. Like it's their. And by the way, that was a joke. I I think that everyone around me is equally awesome, but I also just I don't. You don't have high expectations. No, of I don't need like why? Why have high expectations of people? Mm. He's literally Christopher's literally thinking about which. I'm just watching to send me to. I've already written down one number on my pad. I'm okay. my pen. Um, I, I, because I, I give a hundred percent to the I, people like, I'm with, and so I expect them I, to do. I well, or just not be. Don't show your I mean, butt I, I, to I, me. I, I also I love I love getting to know people and then just like finding all of the good parts of them and remembering them, and then when the bad part, when the Maya Angelou part happens. Uh, where they kind of show who, who they really are. Um, I don't know. Like that's that's who they are, and I'm still who I am. And let's move on. And maybe if I don't like hold a grudge or act like a butthole about it, like I can find some way through what I'm doing to make them a better person. So here's the thing: I don't necessarily actively hold. This is like super not in marriage relationships, but it's not that I hold a grudge and think about it a lot. I'm just done. Like the light well, switch is off. Like I'm just done with it. You're binary. Yeah. That's so your, I'm yeah. either like all in or you you show me who you are and it's not ideal and then I'm done. And well, it's that fine. It goes all the way back to the beginning of sort of like you couldn't have been married to a grudge holder. Right. Because that person would be the same oh. way too. Or or at least closer to that than Penn is as a, you know, forgiver. I'm going to make things right. I'm always ready to be the first one to apologize because, you know, I just want to create happiness where I go. Um, that's why that marriage to somebody different besides Penn who had that same tendency to hold grudges, to struggle with um, forgiving, um, forgetting, moving on, getting beyond, however we want to talk about it. That would have been those marriages, like I said, are possible. They're just really difficult for that mm-hmm. reason. I mean, the one thing I'd say is, you know, no, you don't want to hold grudges against your husband because you love him. And and mm-hmm. I know that the trouble is, is like we bring who we are to our marriages. Like it would be yeah. great if I could like, you know, be who I am everywhere else and then be this, this perfect idyllic wife or husband in my marriage that always made my person happy and took care of everything before they ever asked for it. I could anticipate their every need, read their minds, um, um, and take care of all that they need without even barely trying. But we're not that way because we bring who we are to our marriages. Marriage works best when we acknowledge the strengths and weaknesses of what we've brought and when we choose to grow together through those strengths and through the addressing of those weaknesses in such a way that we're growing together as, as a unit, as a family, as a couple, um, as two partners who are making a life together. That feels like the end. That feels like a good, solid end. Well, yeah. the yeah, other one, button. I would say, one more thing. Is Please. No, nope, there goes the buttons back well, off. Taking the, the buttons button back, back off. Yeah. <laughs> but like one sort of just a tip, almost like like should be bolded, is if you're holding that grudge, that lingering anger, that fight that won't go away for two or three days, if you can keep asking yourself, was this a fight worth having? Is all this negative energy two days later worth it? If your answer is mm-hmm. no, then do something about it. Start a new conversation. 
start that meta moment where you say, I am still hurting about the other night and now I'm not hurting so much because of what we were arguing about but because of the fact that we're not communicating we're not talking we have no interaction now for a couple of days and that starts with can we just sit down can we sit down today yeah. can we break the pattern and that's one person like just t- having the wherewithal to say I'm tired of spinning our wheels let's do something different Thank you, Christopher. Well, you're welcome. I hope that helps. Our folks. marriage coach. Sometimes you need a whistle when you come in here and referee. I know. But thank I do. You. I do wish when I'm with some couples that I had like a penalty flag, like in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I would I love to throw a flag on people sometimes. Why? Why wish? Get it. <laughs> That's a great idea. <laughs> marriage referee. Yes. yes. Are you, you kidding need me? A single that's, striped shirt. That'd be it's coming good, up actually. Okay, um, I'm getting so, on Amazon right now. By the way, also I want to take a screenshot of your notepad because it looks like uh, John Nash from A Beautiful Mind. Like your <laughs> everything that you said was so eloquent and so Pitching. clear and clean, but his notes are going to give me a headache. Like I don't know how you read those You're, things. Really, really. Did it, a little messy yeah. for you? Yeah, well, we're probably... Oh, well, here we are. Okay. okay. Anyway, I Our love you. Our recurring argument will continue offline. <laughs> um, and, um, thank you for listening. Um, make sure to hit subscribe and leave us a review and all those things. I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to ask you for stuff because it makes me uncomfortable <laughs> asking for favors. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.